going on, everyone? Welcome back to another lovely episode of Talking a Bunch of Hoopla. So, we're just going to jump into it. We're not waiting for anybody. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to yell at you in the beginning. So, uh, it was announced this past week that John Jones is vacating his light heavyweight title and most likely is going to be moving to the heavyweight division. Um... I just think it's funny that he waited to do that after Daniel Cormier retired and was like, hey, um, I know how to defeat Stipe. I'm going to live tweet this. And then, uh, fuck you, Cormier, because you're not getting the third fight. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to vacate my title, go to heavyweight, and prove I'm better than you, essentially. Uh, If I'm going to be honest, I'm not really surprised that he did this. I mean, because he's beaten... Basically, everybody that's been thrown at him in the light heavyweight division. And yes, I know people say who listen to this who are John Jones fans saying, oh, he also beat Cormier. Yes, yes and no, because he tested positive for things outside of the fight. So I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get into that conversation. But like, I, I mean, what else is there really for him to do in the light heavyweight division? I mean, he's beaten everybody, like I said. There really isn't anything for him else to achieve by doing it. Sure, he can sit there and defend it until he's like 45 or 90 years old. And, you know, just just keep doing that. But I'm sure after a while it's like, what I this is boring. Like, But that also kind of makes another light heavyweight division hopefully better that he leaves because he's had the title for what? Like, I want to say like five, six years now, if not longer. Unless you're not including the times when he had to vacate it because Cormier had it or whatever. He's had it for a long time, essentially. So now I think the fact that the heavyweight division's wide open and now gives all those guys a fresh new chance to go for the title. I know Anthony Rumble Johnson said he's supposed to come back. So that should be interesting. Excuse me. I just do think it's funny that he decided to uh, vacate it after Cormier retired. So, but... It's not official that John Jones is going to be moving to heavyweight. It wasn't like announced as of the time of the recording, but I'm pretty sure that's what exactly he's going to be doing because I don't see another reason for him to vacate the title unless he's retiring. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Um, most likely, if he does move to heavyweight, he'll probably get a title fight after Francis Ngannou gets a title fight. Because I know Ngannou's next in line for that. And hopefully hopefully he does better this time around. Because the last time he fought Sipe, looked a little stiff, looked a little nervous. Didn't look like he was 100% ready for the fight. Not like he was injured or anything. It just He just looked uncomfortable. Like he was like, all right, he looked like he got the nerves to get the best of him. Because Stipe like got, got his ass. And, you know, now that he's fought better guys, not better than Stipe, I mean, but like, He's fought better competition since the Stipe fight, which I think has also, you know, helped his confidence, got him, you know, used to that tough competition that he's going to face again once he faced Stipe, that hopefully this time around he does better. So I'm curious because I know if Stipe gets that one shot, it's over for Stipe. He's going to fucking drop him. But that's going to be tough because Stipe isn't the easiest guy to knock out. Yes, I know Cormier did it, but still, Cormier is also a guy who knocks the fuck out of people. So, he also can wrestle people, which 
the fact that he didn't really wrestle uh, Stipe in the last fight a lot was very strange. You know, he just wanted to, you know, stand up and fight, which is cool. I'm all for that. But when you're, like, your whole thing is being a wrestler, that's like your bread and butter. And you're like, I'm going to not do that this time around. I'm just going to try to play his fight. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And also, that fucking eye poke that Goddard missed and basically kind of lost the fight for Cormier after that sucked to see. Because Stipe, you know, was able to get his his few minutes, you know, with his eye poke that Cormier gave him, which, you know, it happens. But it also looked like he was pulling a fucking John Jones because every fight John Jones has, if you know, he eye pokes everybody. I don't know the last time he had a fight where he didn't eye poke someone. I'm very curious. But then later on, Stipe does it to him, except when Stipe did it, uh, it torn his cornea, I believe. So, you know, that's that's fun. So basically, for the rest of the fight, he was just had one eye, which, I, I mean, you're at a huge disadvantage, basically. I would imagine that if, you know, if they had caught it, the fight most likely probably would have been stopped because he couldn't fucking see out of his, I think it was his left eye. So, I mean, it's a, it was a series of unfortunate events. For Cormier, especially that being his last fight in the UFC and MMA in general, because that's not the way you want to go out. You want to go out, go out on top. You want to go out with glory. You're like, oh, my God, I'm a champion one last time. This is great, but I'm going to vacate it. Good luck to everybody in the division, and I will see you all in the Hall of Fame. Sadly, he did not get that, you know, which, again, it's not. I don't really blame him for that. It kind of just is the way it is, I guess, right now with – you know how that went, so. But I'm curious to see what's going to happen with John Jones. Because um, I'm sure he'll fight somebody before then going to fight. Because a lot of time just not fighting. Not that. I don't really think it's going to affect John Jones unless he decides to, you know, do a bunch of drugs and alcohol and do more stupid things and get on TMZ or whatever. Um, I mean, yes, I'm not trying to make fun of the guy because the dude has a problem. He does. I mean, that's just, at least from what I've seen, I don't know him personally, so I'm not going to sit here and call him an alcoholic or anything or like a drug addict, but from what I've seen, he does have some type of substance issue, um, whether it's drugs and or alcohol, and hopefully he gets the help because, you know, he's been battling this shit for a while, and I think, was it earlier this year where he got pulled over again for drinking and driving and was like crying on camera and shit? It was, it was, that was hard to see. I, I talked about it. Like a while ago on the podcast, but that was kind of hard to see. Not because I mean I don't like John Jones as a fighter and really much as a person, but seeing someone like look so defeated and it's just like at it looked like rock bottom or he's just really fucking good at faking it. That it's like I I kind of feel bad for him because like as someone who has spent time with people who are alcoholics or recovering alcoholics, like. That shit is no joke. Like, I know it's easy to see, like, on the outside, like, oh, you know, people have their own pains on, like, abuse or, you know, addiction and all that. But it's like, I've seen these people firsthand, and it's like, I spent, like, good time with them, you know, dealing with my own mental health issues. But it's like, these, these, I just feel bad because this shit is, like, super shitty and intense. And it's like, I mean, like any other addiction, it kind of just takes over you and, you know, makes life more difficult. And it's, you know, 
it's not something you want to deal with or you want to see anybody you love or care for deal with. So I imagine it's tough for his family. But off topic, let me get back to this. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with the light heavyweight title now. Uh, I can see probably it being like Dominic Reyes versus uh, Tiago Santos for the title. That's my guess because they're the guys who uh, were the closest to beating John Jones. Even though I'm convinced that if Tiago Santos didn't get injured in that first round of his fight with John Jones, that he would have won. But because of the fact that he was basically fighting on one leg for the next four rounds, if not technically five rounds, because he got injured very early on in the fight, that if that didn't happen, he would have had a shot. But since he was basically broken within the first like fucking two minutes of the fight, that he still put up a decent fight. It's just he was at like 25% immediately. So, what are you going to do? But hopefully, you know, the light heavyweight division kind of gets that restart that it needs since it's been in control of John Jones for years now. And that you haven't seen anything like that in a long time. You know, it was like that when Anderson Silva was champion and when GSP was champion for a while in their respective divisions where it's like those guys are just have the title beating everybody decisively. And it's like, fuck, this this is why is this 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 is not fair. This is this is a lot for fucking people. I mean by a lot, I mean it's like for some people I know, at least with me with John Jones, it's like, all right, I can only see this guy fight for the title so many times. Like we need I need to see something else. Like either we need someone to step the fuck up and beat him, or you guys need to add better competition to the light heavyweight division. I mean, John Jones is a great fighter. I'm not gonna sit here as much as I dislike him. Act like he's not a good fighter. I mean, you don't beat everybody in the division multiple times if you're not that good of a fighter. Whether he's doing fucking cocaine or drinking alcohol or, you know, whatever the fuck he does in his free time. You don't do that if you're not good. Even if he's high. Like, he's still one of the greatest of all time. I'm not going to act like he's not. As much as I don't want him to be. But after a while, it's like you hit a peak and it's like, what can you really keep doing? Like, you plateau. Like, what else can you really do in the vision that you haven't already done? I mean, his record is basically undefeated. I mean, because they took away that fight that he had with, um, I forgot his name. Like, it was, like, so long ago, like, maybe 10 years ago. Where it was, like, a disqualified. Like, he got, he lost because he got disqualified for using a 12-6 elbow. But I know they, like, brought, they said that it, like, they reversed it and it doesn't count. So I know he's technically undefeated, I believe. But I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens next. You know, maybe he doesn't go to heavyweight. I would be shocked if he didn't. Because uh, I don't see him going down in weight. Because that would just probably, you know, be bad for his health. Uh, what well, I'm curious to see how he's going to approach the heavyweight division. You know, I'm curious if he'll take a fight before getting this Stipe and Ganu fight. Because I'd imagine, too, that being at uh, heavyweight will probably benefit him, too. Because he, can, cause he walks around, I'm sure, around probably, like, what, 230? 225 maybe if not more because also he was like when he was suspended he was like big on um what do you call it like being like a weightlifter or bodybuilder or whatever or sorry powerlifter so it's like he's already comfortable at the weight as it is so i'm sure that's probably beneficial for him but nonetheless you know again i'm curious to see what happens and hopefully uh we get some good fights out of it so next NBA playoffs. Now, the Toronto Raptors just swept the Brooklyn Nets. Big fan of that. As I said in the last podcast, I believe that the Raptors can win back-to-back finals. Yes, it'll be tough, but also 
they pretty much have kept the same core of you know players that they did from last year. In that, the fact that I think also not having a traditional star helps them a lot, you know, because it's not like they have to focus on having LeBron or Kawhi or whoever. You know, they all can work as a team better, and there's not like this weird kind of like power shift. I believe that a lot of teams have when it comes to that, where it's like Lakers, it's like all right, this is LeBron's team, and this now it's also AD's team, where it's like they're the main focus of the team, and then. You know, if they're not on the court, we may we may or may not not do as well because of that. And also, the Celtics just swept as well, so congrats to them. Also, you know, look at Luca, just game winning, game winning shots out here. The step back drains it. Beautiful. It's, it was a beautiful shot. I mean, we all know Luca's a star. He's elite. He's gonna be a star in this you know in this league for a long time. And also, it's funny because, like, I believe one of these kind of, like, basketball pages was talking about how um, it was about the NBA draft when Trey Young and Luka were, you know, coming out. And it showed that, of course, like, Atlanta traded for Trey Young and Dallas traded for Luka. Now, what if that didn't happen? We'd probably be seeing the Atlanta Hawks in the playoffs and then most likely Dallas maybe in the same position, maybe not. I don't know. But... It's curious to have seen what would have happened if that didn't happen. Um, you know, Lakers right now, as of recording, are 2-1 against the Blazers. Which, you know, I'm not surprised. I mean, game everyone was freaking out after game one, where it was like, oh my god, are the Blazers going to sweep the Lakers? Are they going to go crazy and do something to the Lakers that we've never seen? It's like, everyone relax. It was one now look at it. Now everyone's quiet. It's like, oh, well, look at LeBron. Look at Anthony Davis. Look at him. Look at that. They're, uh, they're winning. It's like, yeah, no shit. You guys you guys pretty much was like, oh, they're done for. One game happened. It's a game of seven. It's a first to four. All right, everyone relax. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like sitting here seeing all these ESPN and like Fox analysts that they're like, Oh, how the Lakers are done with. Oh, what happens if they keep playing like this? It's like, guys, ladies, everybody, it was one game. I understand you guys have a job. I do. But it's like, relax. Relax. It's not that big of a deal. Everybody loses a game here and there. Very, very, very literally often. Literally often? That's not. Okay. Very few times does a team just you know, get swept in the playoffs and then continue to lose, no, sorry, continue to win and sweep teams in the playoffs. I don't, think that, I don't know if the last time that's ever happened. But teams lose in the playoffs every year. It just happens. So fucking relax. I understand, too, they do it. Oh, excuse me. And they do it for content, you know, to get shock factors and all that, which is fine. I'm all for that. But, you know, it's like everybody needs to chill. Everybody needs to relax. I'm just curious to see what's going to happen now. Uh, let me pull up the actual standings right now for the playoffs before I continue. So today, well, as of months, I'm recording it on Monday. Because you know, you see the nice sun, like right there, even though my sh- blinds are a little shitty. So we have the Bucks versus Magic. The Bucks are up 2-1. Then you have the Pacers and Heat. Miami leads 3-0, which if they win today, there'll be another sweep. Three sweeps. Which means 
a full sweep, which means something I don't know. Also, uh, if Utah wins tomorrow, they'll you know win their you know uh, round against Nuggets. Then you have tomorrow's game five for the Mavericks and Clippers. Right now, the series is tied two two, which I'm a little shocked that it's tied two two. I would have imagined the Clippers would be ahead, but Paul George been playing like shit. Sorry, playoff P, which uh, don't give yourself a nickname. That's like the first rule of like life. You never give yourself a nickname. People, the you know, the community, the people you're around or the fans or whoever give you the nickname. If you're going to say you're going to call yourself Playoff P and then go like 4 for 17 or like 5 for 12 or, you know, so on and so forth, you can't do that. Like, you can't do that. That's not how this works. You know, if you're going to talk that shit, you got to be about that. And you haven't been. So what's going on, Paul George? What's going on? So hopefully they figure that out. And then today is also the game four for the Lakers and Trailblazers at 9 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time. And then also today is the Rockets versus Thunder. Houston's up 2-1. I'm curious to see how it's going to go. Uh, I would like it'd be funny to see the Thunder beat the Rockets because, you know, everyone thought, you know, when the trade happened for Chris Paul that, you know, and for Russell Wilson, I don't want to leave him out. The Thunder were going to be shit. You know, Thunder were like, it's the Thunder. Chris Paul is just going to go there and leave. No big deal. Nobody's going to care. But the Thunder made the playoffs. And they played really well. You know, they've, I, I mean, I they're doing better than I honestly thought. Because I was also on the train like, oh, they're just going to, you know, they're probably going to suck. Chris Paul is probably going to leave after this season and, you know, whatever. It's not going to be a big deal and yada, yada, yada. But they made the playoffs. 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 Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop with that. That's that's a that's an old joke that's been you know beaten to shit. So I'm curious to see how it's gonna lay out. I mean, the fact that the Raptors beat the Nuggets the last game one fifty to one twenty two is nuts. I mean, but that just proves how good they are as a team. I mean, the Celtics, you know, completely thrashed the Sixers, but I know the Sixers are also have been injured a lot. You know, Ben Simmons hasn't been around. So you make the argument, it's like, oh, they're not at full capacity. That it's, It wasn't a fair, you know, series because they weren't at full health. So, you know, you can get to see the best of them. And that's whatever. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to argue that because that is true. But also, that's why you have backups. They should be able to step in when the time comes. But if they're not able to, then you need to find better. You need to find a better bench. But what are you going to do? <sighs> so I'm curious to see how it's going to lay out. Hopefully we're going to see some more magic. <laughs> and that wasn't like seeing the Orlando magic. More of just seeing more NBA magic. Not Orlando's magic. Because um, I don't care for the magic personally. I'm like, I, I guess I'm a Knicks fan. I haven't really figured that out yet. I'm still very new to when it comes to being invested in the NBA, if I'm going to be honest. I mean, my first game as an adult that I saw live was with the uh, New York Knicks and Minnesota Timberwolves. So maybe I'll be a Timberwolves fan. You know, they got the you know they got the first pick in the draft now. Uh, I'm not sure who they're going to pick. You know, the fact that the Knicks got eighth uh, and the Knicks fans that I saw were fucking losing their absolute minds 
over the fact that they got eighth picks. I know it was projected they may go like top five. You know, maybe they go six. I, I this whole draft lottery thing, I don't like it too much. The fact that it's like you can still have really good odds, but still have a shit position is kind of ridiculous. But I do understand. You know, they don't want to do the whole. Oh, let me move this. That's not working. You know, they don't want to. They want to limit tanking. They want to make sure that teams aren't tanking just to get. Lamelo Ball or Anthony Edwards or James Wiseman and so on and so forth when it comes to future draft classes. So I get that. But now I'm curious to see how this is going to unfold. Um, I know a lot of Knicks fans do want Cole Anthony out of North Carolina. But I know he's had some injury issues this past season. So that's kind of why I feel like his draft stock has you know gone down a bit because of that. Um, but I'm sure there's plenty of talent that's going to be available at eight because we all have seen Plenty of players go in the draft, like in the mid-10s, you know, 20s, and be stars, be Hall of Famers and so on. So, but hopefully the Knicks figure that one out because they're not really the best drafting team. Not that R.J. Baird or Kenny Knox or Frank Nittokinos are bad. It's just there's other players that were better when they had chances to draft people. But, you know, what do I know? So, I mean... I don't know what's going to happen. I don't see, like, any of the big-named, like, OB or, you know, Anthony Edwards or LaMelo or James falling that far at all. You know, I imagine those guys are going to go in the top four, top five. But anything is possible. I'm curious to see what happens with that. But the last thing I want to get into is this whole protesting thing with, like, Ohio State parents and Parents from the Big Ten, you know, football conference. So basically what's been going on is uh, his name is Randy Wade. He is a he's the father of Sean Wade, who is an Ohio State cornerback. But as I'm sure you are aware, if you don't follow college football, a lot of football conferences in college football have canceled fall sports because of, you know, what's been going on with the, you know, coronavirus, which is fair. But conferences like the SEC, ACC. Um, I know there's a cut. I think the Big Twelve hasn't canceled it, but I believe. Let me double check real fast. Yeah, SEC, ACC, Big Twelve, um, haven't canceled it yet, or don't plan on canceling it. Which I I get why, but I don't get it. But also, the NCAA has come out and said that you know players can play for the teams for the conferences who haven't canceled football, but. It's not really gonna matter, you know. It's not gonna count toward you know eligibility or like you're, it's not. So, if you don't play this year, you still have another year of eligibility to play. Which, in my opinion, I feel like the players should kind of just do that. You know, don't worry about getting. You know, just keep yourself safe. Make sure you're just in shape for the next year, because they also want to try to play in the fall. But also, why play now? You know, God forbid these players get sick and or injured, hurt your draft stock, and then next year you're not really healthy to go, and then now you're playing in the fall. Sorry, you're playing in the spring, and then you play in the fall again. I it's it's a lot of mess happening. But seeing parents of Ohio State players and other Big Ten, you know, football players, parents are protesting in front of the Big Ten headquarters. I think it's kind of much. Because a lot of it, at least, you know, for what I'm reading from his article from um, Sports Illustrated, that they're looking for transparency. Like from 
Amer- Amanda Peterson Bob, who she, let me see, she's a stepmother of Buckeye wide receiver Cameron Babb. Uh, she says, we are seeking transparency in the decision to postpone fall football. And what is the plan moving forward? We need answers and a plan for our players, which I get. But the transparency in the decision to postpone fall football, coronavirus. I feel like that's not that's not that difficult to figure out. And imagine these colleges are just like, we're going to have a lot of people, you know, around these players. And, you know, sure, you can do the whole bubble thing and all that, but... I imagine a lot of these colleges don't want to fucking deal with these players and deal with, you know, all that. I'm sure they want to be like, we're just going to limit it, throw these kids online on Zoom classes or whatever, handle it that way, and we're doing things from our homes and whatever. That's just what I assume these colleges are doing. I don't know. I'm not on the board of these colleges, but I imagine it's like the best way we can do anything is to limit, you know, kids being around other kids in college, doing all that. So obviously canceling sports is a big thing because, you know, fans – Coaches, trainers, players, you know, opponents, referees, so on and so forth. Camera guys, the whole the whole nine yards. So that I that I feel like it shouldn't be that difficult. I don't know, maybe I'm just not seeing it from their perspective. But I do understand the play moving forward. You know, you want to know, you know, when these players come back. Because most likely there's gonna be spring football, which I don't think there should be, but at the same time I get why. But you do want to know what's going to happen once players go back after the next year. You know, I, I totally understand because the fall sports are canceled. A lot of these conferences want to play in the spring. So you want to understand as a parent, like how are you going to keep my kids safe and not get coronavirus? And then government, they come home, give it to all of us. And then we, you know, a train effect of like everyone else getting and, you know, sick. But protesting in front of the, I, I, I get it, like, that's kind of what you have to do for a lot of things. Certain things when it comes to, like, the Black Lives Matter movement and, like, police brutality, totally makes sense. That's the biggest way, you, you know, you got to get attention. Um, but I just, I don't know. I feel like if you're a parent protesting, one, you're putting yourself at risk. Because you're going around a bunch of people, and the one, the way Randy Wade wants it, he wants thousands. Which, a lot of these parents probably won't wear masks. A lot of these people aren't going to, you know, social distance. And yes, the argument of, you know, when it comes to other protests, people haven't done that either. I understand. But still. When it comes to this, just focusing on this for a second, that's not smart either. You're also putting yourself at risk. And also, if, God forbid, any of you have bad health or, you know, you have people around you that are sick and you get sick, you're fucked. I just don't see how this is the smartest move, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this. I just don't see this going really well for anybody. I just I just don't see why. Like, again, I totally understand the whole you want answers for the future. You know, you want to know what these colleges and conferences are planning to do to keep your kids safe. I get that. But saying you want transparency on why they canceled the fall season, it's, I feel like I'm, unless I'm missing something, you know, because I read the article multiple times just to make sure. But what transparency do you really need? It's, we're in the middle of a pandemic. The last thing these colleges want to deal with is sick kids and getting teachers sick, other employees sick, themselves sick. You don't want to deal with that shit. 
But also, I'd imagine that a lot of these conferences don't want to keep these kids around because they don't want to pay for their medical bills. Because God forbid they get sick, they're going to have to pay for these kids to get medically checked, do all this other stuff to keep them quarantined for two weeks. I'm sure they're just like, we have no interest in doing that. Because that's more work than they want to deal with. Especially because, you know, they're basically, they're converting their whole entire curriculum to Zoom classes. Which now, God forbid, a kid who goes home doesn't have very good internet. You know, maybe doesn't have the best home life. Now their life's a living hell. Now now it makes them going to college so much more difficult. It's a kind of a lose-lose for everybody. There's I don't really see a way that, like, really anybody's going to win. Everyone's struggling with this. But maybe, again, maybe I'm just not seeing something that they're talking about. But for everything I've researched on, I don't think you need transparency with why they canceled it. From the future, totally get. But that's just my opinion. Let me know your thoughts. You know, feel free to, you know, message me on Twitter and Instagram for the podcast at Talking Hoopla. Spell the way it sounds. If you want to follow me personally, you can find me at Some Internet Show on Instagram and Twitter. But on Twitter, there's no O in the word show, so it's just S-H-W. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this week's podcast. Hope you all enjoyed it. And, uh... Also, if, if you know follow my YouTube channel, you should go to someinternetshow.com. I'm going to be posting some commentary tracks on the Karate Kid series. Uh, I will also be doing on the uh, Cobra Kai TV show that's based off the Karate Kid franchise because it comes to Netflix August 28th. So be on the lookout for that. I'll also probably talk about that when it gets closer to me doing that. And, um, yeah, again, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. You've made it this far. Uh, if you're looking to where you can find it, you can find it on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, or Breaker, however you say it, Anchor, and pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. And I will see you all next Monday.